When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Comedian Paul Reiser performs live at the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia on Saturday night. We spoke about his career of movies like Diner, Beverly Hills Cop, Aliens, and Whiplash, and TV series like Mad About You, The Kaminsky Method, and Stranger Things. Hey, Paul Reiser, hey, thanks for joining us on WTOP. My pleasure, nice to be here. Yes, it, you're joining us all the way. It looks like you're in a nice forest, nice natural landscape behind I you. I live in a tree. People don't know this. They think I'm a big, fancy Hollywood guy. I live on top of a tree in the <laughs> wilderness, as you can see. Uh, that's, <laughs> that's the living room to the left and the den to the right. <laughs> if you zoom in a forest and nobody hears it, it's, there's some joke in there. I don't know. Yeah, yeah we'll figure it out later. Yeah, <laughs> I've only recently realized, why don't I put up something nice behind me so people don't, on Zoom, don't go, What's that in your closet there? What What is that <laughs> stupid book you read? Why is your dog eating the lamp? You know what I mean? This way is just a little bit more pastoral. Awesome. Well, we appreciate you joining us. Um, we got to tell everybody the reason we're talking is that this Saturday um, you're coming to the Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races in West Virginia. Um, it's just over, yes. just just over the border from the DMV. It all it all counts here in DC. Yeah. Um, uh, what, what do we, what, do, what can we expect? Is it like, you know, is, are you like riffing on pandemic or is that like old material now? What, what, where are we at in the comedy world? I, you know what? <laughs> I, I, I've begun to have like a bit of a disclaimer when I come out. I saw one time I just jokingly said, by the way, we're not going to be talking about politics or anything important at all. Right. And people applaud. They're like, oh, that really matters to them. So right. I mean, I never, I, I've never been a guy that talked politics and, right. you know, where do they have to have a fun time? So the last thing you want to do is bring up stuff that's going to make everybody cringe. Sure. Um, but we, we get enough of that on a daily basis. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly in DC. So, uh, no, I, you know, I tell people I'm not smart enough to make anything up. So I just end up telling people, what's happening to me in my house with my family and what I'm struggling with. And people laugh because they're going, oh, that sounds like me. So it's comforting for them, but it's also comforting for me because I leave going, okay, so it's not just me. Good <laughs> to know. But I tell people, here's the deal. I have a, a guarantee. Uh, if you come to the show Saturday at the Hollywood Casino and you don't have a great time, I will come back next year and take you to see somebody funnier. So <laughs> I don't see how you can lose. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. The, the, but they got to wait. They got to wait a year to pay off that coupon. Well, but. you know, we're, we're, we're flexible. We're flexible. <laughs> but that's how confident I am. No, I've been having a great time. You know, this last year has been kind of busy. And I got to do all these great shows, The Stranger Things and The Boys and, and yeah. Reboot, which is now on Hulu. And, and it was all great. And I'm really proud of them and proud to be on them. But the fun part for me is this, is, is not you, but uh, 
is getting to go out and do stand-up. Yeah. Because people, you know, a lot of people know me from TV and they didn't know that that's what I do, that stand-up. Right. I started. That's all I wanted to do. You know, I wanted to be a stand-up. And I kind of got distracted. So now, finally, whenever I can, I have a weekend, like this weekend, where I get to go out and perform. And it's it's just, especially after a pandemic, it's so nice to see faces, live human beings sitting in a theater laughing. You know, it's uh, there's nothing like it. Oh yeah, well, and like you said, it's it's all it's always good that people know you from your movies and your TV shows. But we got to yeah. remind you, Comedy Central voted you one of the hundred greatest stand-ups ever a couple years back. So I mean, you that is your bread and butter. Well, that was very nice. Yes, that, you know what I liked about that? They actually called it hundred greatest comics of all time. So that's going back to like you know the twelve hundreds. So yeah. you know, I mean, that's a that's quite a swath of. Yeah, uh, they weren't really recording albums back then, or doing. No, they'd had to do it live in like an amphitheater. <laughs> but like even in Egypt, there was a couple of funny guys in Egypt, and I beat them out. So I'm very yeah. proud. Of that. that Egyptian <laughs> Netflix special was incredible. I yes. don't know how it, they beat HBO out to get the rights to that. live <laughs> from the, from the Nile. Uh, <laughs> no, somebody. It's it's funny. I mean, I. I now, when I do a show, I can look at the audience is coming in and I have my own little survey. I can guess. I go, those people know me from Stranger Things. The right. older couple know me from Kaminsky Method and the guy with the tattoos watches the boys. Yeah. Uh, you know what I mean? I can yeah. kind of. And is anyone is anyone in the audience doing, you know, the old popcorn trick in diner or. Yeah, I hope not. <laughs> I, Gee, hope I hope not. I hope not. Well, uh, let's talk. I would love to know how you got into this racket to begin with. Like, I know, I guess you were born in, in New York City. And weren't, didn't you originally study music in college? But then you started to get into some theater production, something like that. And that's how you made the pivot. Or how, how did that actually go down? You know, I let me think about, I, I, you know, there's, I don't really, I never really had a plan. But the only thing I wanted to do, yeah, I did. I studied music in college, but not that I thought I was going to do anything with it. It's just that right. I, I played piano half decently. So I thought, well, I can do that. <laughs> I'm not going to, I don't know about economics or anything useful. So I'll just play the piano. But when I was like in high school and even before as a kid, I just always loved com comedians and, and I was drawn to them. And so when I grew up in the city, you know, most of my friends were going to see Led Zeppelin. I was going to see George Carlin. Uh, I also went to see Led Zeppelin, but of course. you know, there was only a few of us knuckleheads that we'd go into the village, and they were. This is like George Carlin before he hit big, so he was still playing like a two hundred seat coffee house, right? Um, you know, sort of like the equivalent of uh, like the cellar door used to be. Is that still there in DC? No, in Georgetown, sadly yeah. not. Sadly not. But th that was there was those kind of clubs where you saw great acts, so Robert Klein and George Carlin, and. Then uh, when I was in college, I started just going up on audition nights in comedy clubs. And I wasn't good, but I didn't know that yet. When you're yeah. young, you think you're great. And you go, oh, <laughs> I guess I got it. Um, and naivety, then, naivety can be a nice uh, weapon. Oh, <laughs> well, it's sort of like you're protected. It's some sort of yeah. biological shield that protects you from your <laughs> ignorance. Because if you knew how bad you were, you wouldn't go on again. And then, you know, and then literally while I was just doing comedy, I, I literally stumbled into uh the casting office by accident where they were a casting diner yeah which was filmed in baltimore and that was my very first job and, and it was only literally by accident i was going with a friend i was hanging out he was auditioning and i was waiting for him to come out and the casting director told me to come in after him so that began this whole thing really yeah uh, which only goes to show you that ain't no plan you know you just <laughs> life is sort of uh 
happens in its unexpected way and you hopefully make the right choices as they as these opportunities come up. Totally. I wanted to ask you a little more about Diner because, you know, being in D.C., Baltimore area here, I yeah. mean, that was Barry Levinson, I think, went to AU in D.C. And then, of course, Correct. he filmed all those movies up in Baltimore. Yeah. Um, of course, everybody knows launches the careers of you, Mickey Rourke, Daniel Stern, Kevin Bacon, uh, Steve Gutenberg, Timothy Daly, Ellen Barkin. Like, it's amazing. It's, you'd almost have to go back to, like, Last Picture Show for a coming-of-age movie that launched that many careers. But, um, you know, just memories of, of your character. And uh, didn't, weren't you the one that hated the word nuance? And then you named your production company after. Yeah, my production company is Nuance Production, which I realized, well, that was the word I hated. I should have gone with the word I liked, but it always <laughs> makes me laugh. Uh, it's, yeah, that was, I I was sort of uh, surprised to have landed that role <clears throat> and I knew nothing about it. So I got to Baltimore and the other guys had all done something. They had done one or two things. I had done nothing. So I didn't even know how to walk in front of a camera, not look into the camera. I mean, I just was as dumb as dumb could be. And uh, it was sort of like, you know, a road trip. I mean, the five of we were all in Baltimore. We were all away from our homes, whatever they were. And we were just 23, you know, and idiots in a hotel having fun. (laughs) And uh, we recently, just a few months ago, had a, uh, there was an event commemorating the 40th anniversary. And we just, we all went out to dinner and we were just sort of shaking our heads. It's like we we remembered all the silly stuff and the, you know, just odd characters that we met, but realized it's 40 years. And now we all realize when we go on a set now, we're the oldest people there. <laughs> it's like we're older than the crew and the drivers. It's like, I don't know when this happened. Yeah, how did that work? Yeah, but I mean, ball, I mean, the Baltimore Colts, you know, around this and the fan is yeah. the, fo- the football qu- quizzing the fiance on the football. Like, I even had, yeah, yeah. I had, I had my wife memorize the NFL dynasties, and she's not into football at all, but she can, she can tell you, you know. Oh, <laughs> good. Let it work out. That's great. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped, streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Uh, and then, of course, I mean, uh, memories of Eddie Murphy on Be- Beverly Hills Cop really quick because you were the detective uh, Friedman. Uh, that must have been crazy well, to watch Eddie blowing up, too, around the same well, time. Well, yeah. Well, it's funny when... 
A little known fact, I was actually cast in Beverly Hills Cop before he was. He was, there was somebody, it was originally, believe it or not, it was originally developed for Sylvester Stallone. Oh, wow. And I I had this little part and I went, oh, wow, I get to work with Stallone. That'll be fun. (laughs) And then I don't know, whatever happened, he decided not to do it. And it went to Eddie, who was on his trajectory. But I knew Eddie from the comedy clubs. So it was really, yeah, so it was already, you know, very easy. So it was very easy to play. And, uh, you know, I, I had, I don't know, one scene, two scenes in that first one. And there was a, that scene in the locker room where I have to get out, but they didn't have any line written. I went, well, how do I get out of here? And I just right. made up that joke. Go, oh, yeah, this is not my locker. And I kind of walked off. It was literally bef- on the cut. is like, this is not my locker. And then I'm gone. Yeah. More than any line in my career, people come over to me all the time and go, hey, this is not my locker. And wow. for years, it took me a while to realize what they were saying, why they would... I'd be in an airport and someone would go, hey, that's not my suitcase. I'm like, I, don't, I don't know why, why you're talking. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, we just, we they just finished the fourth one and I had a little yeah. part on that one too. So I mean, another 40 year gap between yeah. Beverly Hills Cop 1 and uh, this new one. I haven't seen it. I, I'm sure it'll be great. Wow. So you'll be in another one coming up here soon. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, well, well, I got to get to your TV stuff, but really quick, one more uh, 80s blockbuster was uh, James Cameron's Aliens. That must have been so much fun. And rest in peace, uh, Bill Paxton, too. You know, game over. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just re- memories of, you know, Sigourney Weaver as Ellen Ripley. So iconic and working with Cameron before he was really huge either. But I mean, I guess he'd done Terminator. But man, that must you're you're frozen in time in a really special moment there. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, literally frozen in time. Uh, <laughs> but that was uh, that was another one, you know, where I got sent the script and I went and I met James Cameron and I had seen Terminator. And I knew he was really talented and I had seen Alien. So I knew it was great. I thought, well, and I read the script, which was fantastic. And it's rare that you can read a movie script and see the movie. Sure. This one, you kind of could really see it. Um so I was, you know, thrilled to to get to do that because it's not the kind of thing that would be my natural sweet spot. You know, yeah. I would not, and I'm not usually in or by nature drawn to those kind of movies. So I remember getting there thinking, I just have this little part. As long as I don't tank the whole movie, uh, that'll be a victory. You know, <laughs> <laughs> if every Stay time I throw up, yeah, you don't want to be the guy that goes, why is he in this? Right. But, um, you know, it was great. And that's another one that's had such a long life. People, they still have conventions and people go and have merchandise and props and memorabilia from the movie. I don't know where this whole subculture lives, but they're pretty passionate about it. Absolutely. Well, of course, after that, the one that everyone will know you. Well, actually, first, I guess it was my two dads, you know, raising the orphan daughter, kind of a preview of Full House, if you ask me. And they actually might have been starting around the same time. But um, uh, the big one, of course, was Mad About You playing Paul across Helen Hunt. I think it won like 12 Emmys or something crazy like that. Um, just was the did, did you guys you and Helen have like a chem, comedic chemistry right from the start? Did it grow even more over time? Like to, both. To, both. Yeah, we you know, we yeah. met. We met as I was writing the pilot for Man About You, and I didn't have any particular actress in mind, and my wife was friends with, uh, is friends with a, a woman who was friends with Helen, and they had a dinner party together, and I met Helen, and as we're leaving, and I just thought Helen was funny and charming and just really great, and as we're leaving, I said to my wife, I said, what do you, what do you think about her 
as you. <laughs> and she said, she'd be great. And so we did have that from the beginning. And then it got, of course, over seven years. And then, you know, we did the little revisit a few years ago. Yeah. You know, there's such a shorthand that you don't get often in life that you have a, a, a dance partner that you just know each other's moves. And it was, and the only reason we did the revisit three years ago was we kind of missed playing together. It was really, um, we thought, well, that's just going to be fun. But the thing that I get to do when I'm not doing all this stuff is I get to go out and do stand up. And yeah. as I was saying before, people who don't know that, somebody told me that their kid who's a big Stranger Things fan said, wait a minute, Dr. Owens, the guy with the white lab coat, is going to yeah. try to be funny. And I to, <laughs> Would you please tell him he missed he missed a memo? Uh, <laughs> that I actually know what I'm doing. And uh, you know, that and it's funny, as all these as great as all these shows are, to me. The most fun thing is the stand-up because it's just, A, it's live, and it's immediate. So you you say something, people laugh right there. You don't have to wait six months. You don't have to pitch it to a network. You you, you entertain these people, they laugh, and then we all go home. It couldn't be simpler. Well, thanks for, uh, you're a pro because you, you you expertly brought it back to the stand-up, which is <laughs> while we were here. Not my uh, first rodeo. Of course, of <laughs> course. Well, the, uh, I'll take your cue and we'll bow out. But uh, I, I do, everyone check out Stranger Things. Everyone check out Kaminsky Method. And then my a little uh, indie favorite there was Whiplash, man. You were so good. Oh, that was great. Teller's dad. Yeah. And people need to watch a re- Reboot, which is on Hulu now. And, it's, and I think it confuses people because it's a reboot of what? No, it's called Reboot. Yeah. And it's a, it's about a, an 80s show, sort of like Full House or something that right. is rebooted. But it's not about that TV show. It's about these right. people. And it's Keegan-Michael Key and Johnny Knoxville and uh, Judy Greer. Really just Rachel Bloom. Funny, funny people. Um, so check it out on Hulu. And uh, I look forward to seeing everybody uh, on Saturday. And it's your job to make sure that that theater is filled. Uh, well, that's why we're doing I'm like it. Elvis. I don't go on if there's an empty seat. <laughs> or George Jones. <laughs> George Jones, you just don't go on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for joining us again, everyone. Paul Reiser, this Saturday, only a couple days to get your tickets now uh, at Hollywood Casino, Charlestown Races, West Virginia. Hey, thank you, sir. We really, really appreciate it. All right, tell them where they can get the tickets. Do they know? Just uh, go to paulreiser.com. There you go. PaulRiser.com. I'm sure you can find it again. It's Hollywood Casino, Charlestown.com. You can go to either of those and get your tickets. Huh? We'll, we'll link, you. We'll link to done. it on our website, too. Lovely. All right, man. Thanks so much for your time. Nice talking to you. Absolutely. We'll let you get back to the nature there. Yeah, I got to get back <laughs> to my tree. See right. you. See you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time.
I wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.